Once again, Father, we want to thank you. want to bless you for the way you've been speaking to us. Thank you, Father, for the revelation of your intentions and desires and counsel. Thank you for the ministry of truth that has been unveiled to us. Thank you, Father, for the ministry of your spirit that is opening our hearts, our minds, to the realities of this new day. We appreciate you, Lord. We want to give thanks once again for what you did in the first session. Thank you, Father, for the way that you have brought your truth across to us in such a simple but yet profound way. Once again, I pray this afternoon as we continue to look into the impressions of your heart, the desires of your heart regarding our day, regarding our lives, regarding the responsibility you've committed into our hands. I pray, O oh God, that we will truly be found faithful and worthy to carry this ministry to the, to the intended place of your existence and purpose. I pray in the name of Jesus that my heart, Lord, will be once again open to receive. My mind will be open to hear. Every part of me will be alive to receive the wave of your spirit, the speakings of your heart and mind. I thank you. I thank you. I bind my mind, soul, thoughts, imagination to the things that your spirit demands for now. Touch my lips. Make my mouth like that, O God, of the ready writer. May I declare, may I proclaim what your spirit is impressing for this moment. We thank you. I thank you. I honor you, God. I glorify your holy name. Have your way once again. May your kingdom come. May your will be done, O oh God, through this place. May your counsel, O oh God, be revealed. May your counsel, O oh God, be manifest. May your intentions, once again, be imprinted upon the very tablet of our hearts. Have your way. We exalt you. I exalt you. I proclaim your lordship, your rulership, your kingdom, your dominion across the realm, across the nations. Be exalted, O oh God. As we once again look into these things, may these things find, yes, a place to highlight in our hearts. May the seed of this word be planted, be rooted deep within the structures of our life. May it impact, may it transform, may it reform and bring restoration to our lives. Oh, you're worthy, oh God. Holy Spirit, I thank you. I thank you for what you have already begun to do. Thank you for the things that you have begun already to do. 
perfected, O oh God, in your likeness and in your glory. Amen. And amen. Once again, I want to welcome you. Our first session was a was quite transforming, I believe. Very fundamentals that we look into, but I believe those things once again have laid another layer of truth to the realities, to the demand, to the knowledge that we need in order to be able to make that well-informed decision, which is, of course, is required of us. As we continue to grow in life, we're going to grow into a day where we will have to make certain decisions. Decisions that must be made in accordance to the reality, the revelation, the demand of God as we press further into the future. Decisions that will, of course, affect not just our own life, but the lives of those who we have been called to carry into their future. So I pray that once again that as we continue to stay our hearts in regards to this important uh, uh, sessions that we will truly allow God to take us deeper into the revelation of his counsel. What is before us is very, very critical. This, this is an important aspect, amen, of human development and we cannot afford, amen, to miss it, to to, you know, ignore it or to handle it with levity. We can't afford, amen, to joke around, around it. Our life, amen, and the life of people around us, particularly our children, our yet unborn children, amen, will be impacted. So it is important that, amen, we put to heart, we take to heart the things the Spirit of God, amen, is saying to us regarding this new expression like i said you know in, at the beginning that one of the reasons why we are looking at this is not just for the purpose of marriage but for the purpose of the assignment that has been committed into our hands many of us will be moving to a certain position in life that will impact that will transform we will be moving into you know position that carries the responsibility the decisions will make carries the responsibility to shift and to change the course of destiny so we cannot afford a man to play around and joke around this is not just about how we feel we have to take this topic beyond just a position a condition of how we feel many of us have made decision based on feeling and feeling is not enough amen, if we are really going to become you know, responsible, if we're going to become committed, you know, Christians, believers. Of course, we are speaking to Christians regarding you know, this important topic. And if there's anyone out there that is not you know, a, a, a Christian, you've not given your heart to the Lord, and you're interested in what we're talking about, then well, the very first point and very first place you've got to first engage, amen, is a place of salvation. And that plays a major role, amen, in changing your perspective, in understanding, amen, this topic that is before us. Because a lot of people have made decisions, amen, without an awakening of their spiritual life, without a connection to God, without a connection to the heart of God. So they're basically playing game with their life. And that's the truth. 
When you make a decision, amen, particularly in the area of a life partner, amen, without the Spirit of God, without the position where you're able to hear, you're able to understand, you're able, amen, to decide based on, you know, your, your, your spiritual persuasion. And that is basically, you know, playing games and, and, and joking with your own life and the life of other people that are connected to you. And so this is very, very important that we look at this thing from the perspective, amen, of salvation and redemption. Remember, as I've always said, I'm going to quickly say it again as I go back to how we finished in you know, the first session. All right. This issue that we are dealing with is about the purposes of God. Relationship, amen, is about the purposes of God. The relationship in marriage is about the counsel of God. It's about fulfilling, amen. God gave us this instrument, this institution, amen, to carry out, to fulfill, amen, a divine assignment on earth. That is, amen, the primary reason, the primary purpose of marriage. Any other thing that we, we look into or we are talking about, amen, are basically secondary, all right? There are a lot of things that we have built this, you know, a, a ministry, excuse me, this, this uh, uh, institutions around, amen, that are actually irrelevant to, you know, to the heart of God. Many of us, amen, we, we've, we've, we've approached this from a position of, you know, our, you know, traditional background. We've approached, when I mean tra traditional, I mean what, you know, we've heard, you know, uh, somebody said, you know, what, you know, has been passed on from generation to generation. We've approached it from, you know, our nationalistic, you know, point of view, all right? We've approached it from, you know, our own personal preference. <laughs> We've approached it from our family, you know, uh, 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 beliefs, you know, or even family, you know, uh, uh, orientation. There are so many, you know, a uh, uh, perspective that we have brought into the area of marriage. It's like trying to start a church, amen, and you bring your own idea of what you think the church should be. Or what you think the church should reflect or look like. Amen. You understand that that church, amen, of course, may be known, may be accepted, may be popular. But that church will not fulfill the purposes of God. So, understanding the purpose of God is the heart, is the very center of what we are dealing with. Amen. Every relationship, when God brings two people together, not my word, when God brings two people together, is because he's got a plan, a purpose for their life. When two people come together without, amen, an, an understanding, amen, of, of God's counsel for their, for their union, amen, for their connection. When we go into relationship without understanding the intentions of God for that relationship, abuse is inevitable. Because we have opened the, the door for the enemy, amen, to come in and lie to us and suggest to us and say all kinds of things, all right? So, we want to, first of all, understand that what God has placed before us, amen, must be addressed from the heavenly perspective, from kingdom perspective. Uh, you know, uh, in the last two months that we did the first session, I remember, you know, giving very uh, a clear understanding and explanation regarding the concept, amen, of the first day marriage, amen, of marriage pattern after God's, you know, design, a marriage in God, amen. 
And then we spoke about marriage outside of God. Marriage outside of God, amen, is what we see a lot of people, amen, involve their life in. And that's where it's, it's like, it's a, it's a tug of war, it's a struggle. Why? Because we are trying to use, amen, all kinds of means and methods to try to manage, amen, the, the, the leakage and the mistakes and, you know, the dysfunctionality, you know, with, with little or no, you know, uh, no, no results, all right? But if we understand that this thing has been given to us, all right, from the perspective of God, then the first thing we want to do is to be clear, is to be sure, is to be certain, is to find, amen, the essence, the purpose, amen, uh, or, the, or the objective, amen, of you coming together, all right? Now, I quickly want to go back to how we round up the first session. We're talking about the law of attraction, beautiful, beautiful concept we brought up there. You know, just looking at that, I felt I need to add one or two uh, uh, scripture just to give us, just to buttress what we are talking about because I, 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 f I found that very, very interesting. Amen. The law of attraction, like I said, everything about our life, you know, is built around, is centered around attraction. All right? Attraction is very powerful. Amen. And the Lord gave us, you know, that power of attraction. All right? But of course, the enemy has perverted it and we want to know how, amen, to correct it so that the enemy will not continue to defeat us, amen, by a, a, an attraction that is not rooted, amen, in, in, the, in the counsels of God, in the, in, the, in the plans of God, in the purposes of God to the point that we make bad decisions. We are always attracted, amen, to, uh, uh, to something. And of course, what, what we are attracted to, amen, is connected to something in us, amen, that speaks to our past, that speaks to, uh, you know, a condition of our life, that speaks to our preference, amen, that speaks to our desire, that speaks into, amen, you know, our, our longing, yes. And when you probe deep into that, you know, reality, you begin to find all right, certain dysfunctionality within the idea of our attraction. But yes, that is important. But I, I want us to look at something in the scripture that I felt, amen, it speaks to this issue again. All right. And then we will build up from there. So thank you if you are joining us. Let's look at Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. There are two scriptures that we're going to look at. Maybe I should, first of all, actually look at. Um, I'm not even sure if, I'm, if I open to. Okay, maybe before I look, look at Mark, let's go to. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3 because I think. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was the Bible on tape now. All right. We're not trying to read it. We just, we, excuse me. I'm not trying to play it. I want to read it. All right. So in Genesis chapter 3, the Bible says from verse 1, we want to just pick something on the law of attraction here. All right. In verse 1, the scripture says, now the serpent was more crafty. Was more crafty than any of the wild animals. The Lord has made. He said to the woman. Of course back in those days you can see that the serpent could speak. He said to the woman. Did God really say you must not eat from any tree? From any tree. God did not say they must not eat from any tree. God said you must eat from all the trees. Except the one. Amen. In the midst of the garden. Do you see how he, how he twisted? Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? God did not say that. All right, but let's read on. 
That's not where we're going. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat. We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. Did you see the first way he, he brought the message? The message is to confuse. The, 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 the interaction here amen, is to confuse the woman. Is to bring out something on the inside of her. And this relates to us. Remember that we are dealing with something amen, that, that affects the very core of our life. We're dealing with, amen. We're not dealing with the surface that we always try to engage in, in the issues of marriage here. We're dealing with something, amen, within the very structure, within the very template. We're dealing with the, you know, with, with the with the architecture, amen, of, of our fallen Adamic nature. That is what I, I expect, amen, most people who talk about this, you know, topic uh, to delve into. But till now, maybe there are many books out there that speaks to this. But the books that I have read, the materials that I've read, many, you know, uh, uh, preachers that I've listened to, all right, uh, basically, they just deal with the issues, you know, of, you know, preference and personalities and all of that. And the issue of money in, in relation and all of that are important. But you see, when you leave the core, when you leave the very foundation, when, when you've got to, we've got to understand, amen, that marriage is about is about spiritual reality. It's about spiritual person, personality. Amen. It's about something that deals with, amen, our spiritual essence, our spiritual identity. Alright? If, if we don't deal with it from that point, then we are going to be dealing with, amen, the peripheries. We're going to be dealing with the caricatures. caricatures. We're going to be dealing with the outer shell. We're going to be dealing with the, with the skeletal, you know, life, which of course, amen, is not speaking to the heart, to the core, to the very in-depth, amen, of who we are. And I think that is something, amen, that the Lord will really want us to deal with. I think that is something the Lord wants us, amen, to walk, walk at. Not just, amen, the outer shell. Like, like I said, it's not the cosmetics, not the cosmeo, not the, not the things that we look at in the outer man. There is something that we get to marry to, we are married into, amen, that goes beyond, amen, the, 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 the wardrobe, that goes beyond, amen, the lipstick, that goes beyond, amen, the hairdo, that goes beyond the car, that goes beyond where we live, amen, that goes beyond all of those, you know, fine not, not things that we, we connect to, alright, we have to look deep into the very core, the very heart, the very structure, amen, of who we are, amen, as, 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 as redeemed humans or as damaged humans. I think that is very important. When God joins people together, he's joining destiny together. He's joining, amen, spiritual, you know, orientation. He's joining purpose, values together. All right? Marriage is to advance the purposes of God. So let's go back, amen, to this powerful scripture that deals, that speaks to us, that deals with the issues of attraction. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God, but God, amen, did say, but God did say, you must not eat from, amen, the tree that is in the, that is in the middle, amen, of the garden. And you must not touch it or you will die. Alright? So the issue that maybe Eve really didn't get the message, didn't get the memo, was not taught, was not informed about what they must do or not do, is not there. She, 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 she seemed to understand 
Alright? Maybe the, what she understood did not really dawn on her. And I think that is something that still happens to today. We may be aware about certain things. We may be informed about certain things. But that doesn't mean that we are fully persuaded about even what we are aware of. What we are, you know, what we are informed of. Many times, amen. It took a while for me to come to certain reality. To know certain things by heart. To, you know, to make that thing, amen. The default reality of my decision. It took a while. Amen. And there are still other things that I'm still trying to embellish in terms of amen, how God will have us live life, live, how, how, how God will have me live life. Amen. This is something that doesn't just happen in a day. All right? Because we are dealing with amen, a fallen nature that must be redeemed, a fallen soul that must be redeemed. Remember, like I said earlier, our spirit can be saved, yes, but that doesn't mean that so suddenly we are homeward bound. Amen. Uh, the fact that we are saved means that uh, uh, the, the next decision will make amen it's is the right one is the is the precise one all right or the the the, the 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 our movement in the earth amen is guided by the lord no you have to grow you have to develop you have to come to a point of spiritual maturity that's why you know issues like marriage and ministry all right are not for children they are not for babes all right they expect anyone going into this area earlier to be mature to have come of age and Paul said, when I was a child, amen, I thought as one, amen, I talked as one, I spoke as one, I reasoned as one. When I became a man, yes, when you become a man, there are certain spiritual responsibility. There are certain, amen, responsibility, natural responsibility that, that we, we must shoulder. But we cannot. There are certain things I cannot allow my children all right, to do. Even if they think they can do it, even if they want to do it, I tell them, sorry, no, you cannot do it. Why? Because I understand that they have not come of age. There are things that we are not allowed all right, to do, all right? no matter even how we look. You know, I, I know a lot of people in this part of the world who believe that they have come of age. They believe that because they've been able to do X, Y, Z or they have X, Y, Z. Therefore, right, they are ready amen, for marriage. No. How, how we get to be ready amen, for for. Areas of marriage, amen, requires, amen, the, 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 the position of maturity in terms of values, in terms of, you know, of visionary lifestyle, in terms of our manhood, amen, in terms of our womanhood, amen, that we're no longer tossed, you know, here and there by every wind, amen, of, of trend, you understand, that our life is no longer guided by popular opinion. We're going to get that because I've got a note that speaks into that, amen. How do we know when we are ready? But here we're dealing with something that is very important. All right? Let me read on. Amen. So, it is a conversation between the serpent, of course, that we know is, is, a, is, a, is the devil himself. Amen. The Bible says, But God said to them, according to Eve, You may eat of the fruit of the trees in the midst of the garden, and you must not touch. Then she went for. She says, We may eat of it, but we must not touch it, or we will die. Then verse 4, You will not surely die. Listen to what the devil said. Listen to what the serpent said. You will not surely die. So you can see the affront. You can see, amen, the, 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 the challenge against amen, the values of God. You can see this, this battle, amen, of, of society challenging God, challenging his value, challenging, amen, the, the moral, you know, stand and the position of, of, of true spirituality, amen, has always been there from the beginning. 
This is what amen, brought you know, Lucifer down. Hallelujah. It's still the same thing that we're dealing with today. And Lucifer is still using amen, his charm to, to seduce, to lure a lot of people amen, to go back and eat amen, from that fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Listen, you will surely not die. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat, that when you eat, amen, from, from eat, God knows that, I like the translation that says, God knows that from the day you eat from, amen, from, from the fruit of this tree, your eyes will be open. I want you to know that we're dealing with, amen, the principle of the law of attraction. What we are attracted to and how we get to be attracted to things and people speaks deep into amen, the configuration of our inner life. What we are attracted to and how we get to be attracted to things or people, all right, it speaks. I just need to know, amen, your preference, your attraction. I can predict, amen, your future. You will surely not die. You will certainly not die. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat, I want to show you something. For God knows that when you eat, the day you eat, your eyes will be open. She was not blind. So which eye, amen, was the serpent referring to here? The eyes of her mind. The enemy is luring her. The, en the enemy is enticing her into that thing that is already there. There's already a desire. There's something already in her. There's a curiosity in, in her. Regarding that particular tree. And we're looking at this as a principle, amen, to how we look at life, to how we live life, such that, amen, the decisions we made, amen, are warped, are corrupt, are perverted. A decision that we find out, we, we get to regret, amen. For God knew that when you eat, the God knows that the day you eat, amen, of this fruit, your eyes will be open. Listen to this. And you will be like God. Knowing good and evil. So in other words. The serpent said to the woman. Do you want to be what you are imagining? Do you want to be amen, what you are imagining? Do you want to have that you know, desire that imagination, that, you know, fantasy. Do you want to have it? Go ahead and eat. Go ahead and what? And eat. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open. When your eyes is open, you will be like God. What does it mean to be like God? To choose your own path. To be like God means the ability to choose your own path. To choose your own desire. Not to be limited. Not to be bound. Not to be, you know, be, be, be given a command of what to do and what not to do. 
it's still the same thing that today's society are looking for. We don't want a God that will tell us how to live life, who to marry, how to marry. You can be your own God by deciding you will be like God. She was already created in the image and in the likeness of God. It's amazing that Satan did not even bring that out. But you see how, he, how he's luring her. And she's playing to the gallow. You will be like God. Your eyes will be open. You will have the power of autonomy to make a man and unmake, to decide who lives or who dies. You will have the power to, to choose what you want to be in life. Listen, friends, there is no place like that. Where amen, we have the power of autonomy to decide on what we want. In the creation of God, there is divine regulation. <laughs> this is the heart, amen, of the battle in homes today. And the enemy is very good, very strategic. He has placed that as, as the forefront. That it is not right. Why should the man be the one defining and guiding amen, the direction of the home? Why should he be the one? After all, he's not even the one that is paying for X, Y, Z. After all, I am the one <laughs> bringing the biggest money. After all, I know better than him. I'm more clever than him. I'm more exposed than him. I have better qualification than him. But you married him. What did you see? What led you to say, I do? You see, we are looking at something very important here and I pray, I hope that we will really get to understand the things the Spirit of God is bringing out. You see, in the creation order, there are, there are, there are, there are structures, value systems, rules, pattern of existence that God has created. God never creates anything outside of order. There is no disorderliness in the things of God. God is a God, amen, of administration. Is a God, amen, that believes in governance, in government. He believes, amen, hallelujah, in divine administration. His entire life, everything you can see, they are all set in order. If you look at life, you cannot but to be amazed. When you look at plants, when you look at flowers, you cannot but to be amazed the way God sets things in order. The way God defines, even when, I mean, he's expressing his artistic, you know, you know uh, uh, goodness. When you look at certain plants and you see colors, or maybe birds or animals, you just wonder, there has to be a God who sets these things in order. Everything has their time. There are plants, amen, that, that they have the time where, you know, they open up in the morning. So you can enjoy their beauty and their colors. If you go back to that plant in the evening, they are closed up. I mean, it, it, there has to be a God who sets this thing in order. Life is designed in order. You know, science will tell you, those who are into physics, they will tell you that if, 
there's a there's a there's a shift in order just by you know a split second of how in a, the universe has been arranged the earth has been arranged will have you know you know a kind of catastrophe of destruction that we cannot even begin to imagine if you look at amen how the earth and the rest of the planets amen orbits around the sun i mean there has to be a god who designed this thing who puts these things there everything amen are set in order but why is it that when it comes to amen the reality of our life as creation we glorify disorderliness we celebrate disorderliness we love chaos chaos is when we begin to challenge amen the order and the structure that god has put in place chaos is when we begin to say see how you have created me. Why do you create me this way? Why did you say this kind of things? That is what men are doing. That is, amen, the new reality. That's a new norm, amen, of society today. Challenging God, challenging his value in every area, amen, of, of human existence. Today, they are forcing that disorderliness, even to the life of children. The children who don't even know how to, you know, you know decide about what they want in life. They are deciding for them and telling them, you can choose to be a woman if you're a boy. You can choose to be a girl if you're a... I mean, how do you come to this conclusion? So what happens when those children grow up and decide, but I don't want to be a girl again. I want to be who I am before. But you've already destroyed their life. You see, that's what I'm saying. What we are dealing with, amen, it goes beyond just two people coming together. It goes beyond two people, amen, having a nice time. We have to be able to see that God has committed a responsibility, amen, into our hands. Just like he committed a responsibility into the hand of the first man and his wife in the garden. And we are looking at, amen, how that responsibility, amen, went not. How they missed it. So that we don't repeat, amen, the same mistake. There are certain things that amen, we cannot, we cannot change it because amen, they are eternal laws. Just like, you know, there are laws that governs, as long as you're on earth, there's a law that governs your life as long as you're here on earth. If you're out of, amen, the earth and out of the earth atmosphere, you enter into the space atmosphere, you live here another law, amen. So we've got to understand that our life, amen, ought to be designed, amen, and to be guided by, amen, the law of God. And one of the laws that we are looking at, amen, there are a lot of laws that God has put in place, set in place for our good. You say, I thought we are under grace. Of course we are under grace. In fact, it is grace that has allowed us, amen, to, to better understand those laws that when we submit to the grace of God, amen, we submit, it, we submit to the direction and to the leading of the Spirit such that, amen, the things of God continually, amen, work for us, amen, in, 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 in a stressless lifestyle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But here is a principality, here is a spirit, here is a demon that comes to challenge the laws of God. It's like saying you're going to challenge amen, the laws that God has, has, has placed around the sun. 
Amen. He was trying to challenge, amen, the law, amen, that God has placed upon the earth and say, well, I'm going to defy, amen, the law of gravity. And so you decide to go on the third story building, all right, because you're so angry at God and you want to defy his law. So then you jump from there. You know what's going to happen to you? So we see the first affront here. We see the first confrontation. For God knows when you eat. From it. From it what? From the fruit. Your eyes. Your eye. Your eye gate. I'm talking about the law of attraction here. Amen. And we're dealing with something far beyond the peripheries of what people look at when they talk about marriage and, and relationship. We're dealing with amen. what defines who we are on the inside to the point, amen, that that, that, that understanding, amen, of blindness pushes us to make decisions. Leads us to make certain conclusions. That's what I'm dealing with. Are you seeing? You see the depth. Because if we don't know these things, we will still repeat the same mistake. That's why you, you cannot even begin to come close to the issues, amen, of marriage. Remember, we have said it, marriage is God's idea. And if it's God's idea, it is therefore, amen, governed by God's law. God doesn't give us something, amen, and allow us, amen, to decide on how to do it. No, when he gives you something, he also tells you what he expects of you. He tells you, amen, how that thing must be kept and maintained. Hallelujah. I love, you know, Samson's mother. When the angel came and said, okay, this is what is going to happen. You're going to have a child. And these are, the, these are the things, amen, that the child must do and undo and not do. All right. This is how the child must live life. The woman said, fine, I've heard you, but you must come back again and repeat the same thing to my husband. She understands order. She understands order that if she sees it, if she hears it, amen, but the husband does not hear it, there's going to be chaos in the house. Because one day the man might decide, okay, let's cut this boy's, let's, let's trim this guy's head. Meanwhile, they've said, <laughs> Caesar must not touch his hair. This guy said, I don't like the way he's looking. Let's, <laughs> we're dealing with something here. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open. A lot of things that our eyes have been open to that have destroyed us, that are destroying us. There are a lot of things our eyes has been, you see, when your eyes are open, you begin to get attracted, amen, to the forbidden fruit. You begin to get attracted, amen, to the wrong thing. In fact, amen, because of the so-called prog pro, you know, pro progressive life, amen, that we have, you know, come into, that we're embracing, amen, we can see how evil is thriving in our society. It's amazing some of the things that you hear being passed into laws. Sometimes the, the, the populace are not even aware. The people are not aware. I mean, when you look at some of the things that they are talking about, amen, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the parliaments of, of nations, places like, you know, Canada, you know, you ask yourself, why would you want to make such a law? Because their eyes are open and they're playing God. Your eyes will be open, amen, and you will be 
listen to this. You will be like God. Now, the word like God here means, does not mean that, amen, suddenly you will reflect the nature of God or the character of God. Because, I mean, that, 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 will, be, that, will, be, that will be contrary to, amen, eating the fruit. You can't eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and be like God when God already told you don't eat of it. So, to be like God must mean something else. Yes, you will also have your own throne. That's what it means. You also have the position of your own, you know, power and authority. Amen. You will be like a God to be worshipped. You will be like a God, amen, to be served, to be bowed to. <laughs> because that position would then give you what? Knowledge. So she sold her identity, amen, for a strange knowledge. She sold her identity, her position, amen, for a strange knowledge that will give her, amen, you know, the, the ability to, to identify good from evil. Knowing good from evil. Knowing good from, knowing, you know, good and evil, hallelujah, is good. But in the dimension of the kind of life God designed, that's even a lower, a lower level of life. A lower level of existence. Because you can be aware, you can know a lot of things, amen, and be powerless regarding what you know. You can be aware of so many things and don't have, amen, the power to bring a change to what you are aware of. Don't you think that Paul was aware, amen, that there is a law that is at work in him? That the things he doesn't want to do are the very things he, he finds himself doing. Don't you think he was aware? Of course he was aware. That's why he cried out. That knowledge alone is not enough. Yes, it's, in, it's important to know. But God already has given you, amen, the, 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 the ability to know. But here yeah, the devil is turning it around. You'll be like God. Be satisfied with just being able to know good and evil. I'm dealing with the law of attraction here. You will see the next thing now. Verse 6. When the woman saw the fruits of the tree of good, of the, of the, of, when the woman saw, amen, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, when the woman saw, amen, that the tree was good for food, and pleasing to the eye. Those are the two points you don't want to miss. When she saw, I was, I was checking that word. That word saw. That word saw comes from a Hebrew word, amen. Raha. R-A-H. But it's pronounced Raha. It means to see. But this sight is beyond just to look at. It means to conclude based on what you see. It means to conclude, amen, that this thing is going to give you joy. It's going to give you some sense of, uh, you know, happiness. It means to gaze in expectation of a feeling. It means to see in, in an appearance of what appeals to you. Raha. It means to come to a self-awareness to conclude 
on what you see that this thing that I'm seeing is going to give me joy. It's going to give me satisfaction. It's going to give me fulfillment. Raha. She consider it. The word Raha means to consider it. Uh, to consider to, to in fact it means to discern but this discernment amen is from amen a perverted position amen of discernment you're discerning but what is informing your your discern your discerning capacity amen is flawed is corrupt you have been compromised that condition of life has been that's why we make decisions and we argue have you seen people argue no they believe that they are right. They say, if the light in you, the light is what informs how you decide. If the light in you be darkness, how great is the darkness? Raha. This is very important. When the woman saw this is different from other kind of sight we read in the, in the scripture. That's why sometimes when you read words like this, it's important that you go to the root word because the root word will kind of expand and give you amen, a deeper meaning into what it means, into what amen, the word means. That's why we don't joke with words. Words are very important when you're dealing with amen, issues of life. When the woman Raha saw the fruit, she concluded that, hey, when I eat of this fruit, when I partake of this fruit, indeed, I'm going to be like God. I'm going to know, amen, good from evil. I'm going to be elevated. I'm going to be <laughs> whatever she's fantasizing. Are you getting the point that I'm making? I hope, amen, all this explanation is, 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 is building, amen, something within our spirit that speaks to how we decide, that speaks to, amen, how we come to conclusion, that speaks to, amen, how we see things and how we see people. We are, amen, have at the back of our mind, amen, certain, you know, beliefs, if you will, prejudice, ideas, when we meet people, particularly when we meet them for the first time. Even without those people saying anything, just meeting people for the first time, there is this preconceived idea, this preconceived notion. And if the people maybe then talk to us, then maybe that notion begins then to change, maybe positively. If you have experienced certain things in the past, we've experienced certain things in the past, when we see things that are similar to that past experience, the first thing we do, amen, is that we, 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 we build up this wall and we build up this, you know, edge, this defense. Most time is always negative. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good, how did she know? How did she come to conclude? Are you, I hope somebody is getting the point that I'm making. Because we're talking about, listen, it's not enough to just say, well, yes, I know I'm marrying a Christian. But to what degree have you discerned? To what degree have you come to conclude? What are the values? What are the things that you have seen? How do you come to the conclusion? How do you decide what are the parameters? Amen. On what scale do you weigh what you saw amen, to have come to the conclusion that you have made? 
how do you know that the fruit, amen, is a good fruit? It's good for, for consumption. Because the Lord already said, don't eat of it. So how did she come to the conclusion? Remember, this is not just about the woman. We're extracting, amen, a principle here. We're extracting something very important, amen. In, in dealing with life, amen, you can apply this principle to even a business. Everything looks wonderful and looks nice. All right? You are just about to sign. And something on the inside just goes red. But everything looks okay. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good. So, she saw that it was good for food. But it's also pleasing to the eyes. And it's from this point that I got that idea, the concept of, amen, the law of attraction. We decide, amen, on what is good based on what is pleasing to our eyes. That's why, amen, those who are into marketing, I mean, they always smile home. Because they have studied their duty is to study man, is to study human being, is to study amen, human preference, is to study human psychology. Alright, those into marketing, they study human. Now, you will agree with me that one of the reasons why people like, you know, your, your, your Google, amen, and your Facebook, amen, you know, are some of the richest, you know, uh, uh, companies today on earth. Because... <laughs> They're not just selling, you know, something to us. They're also selling what we love, what we like. Why? Because they basically know everything about our life. They know your preference. Amen? By what? By studying what you do continually. So every time you post something, every time you put a picture there, every time I put a, you know, a video there, all right, they know. Sometimes, you know, when I finish, you know, broadcasting and, you know, and everything is set on, 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 you know, on my YouTube page, of course, then they, they come up with, you know, uh, uh, similar, you know, uh, 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 messages along what I've preached. Then I'm asking myself, I know that there are things that I said in my message, all right, that I didn't write out. So how did they know that? Of course, they are monitoring everyone. There are, there are, there are programs, all right, that as I'm speaking right now, those programs, all right, are picking my words. They are selecting, you know, my strong preference. So by the time you finish, all right, they have, amen, other, other messages, other preachers, other God knows who, that's, that also speak in line with what you're saying. I'm wondering until I realize, I say, wait a minute, not one person, a human being cannot be doing this. There must be, there must be, there must be an engine, there must be a program, all right, that has been programmed to do these things. Oh, yes. You see, that's why today, those who are into big data are at the, at the, at the millionaires. They are the billionaires. Big data is big business. Because big data is about knowing who you are, who we are. It's about studying our lifestyle. There are, there are you know, relationship platforms, you know, that just by putting one or two together, you may get people who who you can go out with. 
And even maybe you can even marry them. Just based, you've not met them before. Just based on the things that you like, the, your preference, you know. <laughs> Friends, God help us. What am I saying? I'm saying we need to be awakened. We need to wake up to the realities. You see, life is becoming more complex. Life is becoming more complex. The more easier we think life is, the more, you know, simple we think life is. Amen. It's becoming more complex. You know, the problem is we want everything easy. We want everything at ease. We want everything to fall to us, you know, at, fall on our laps. We want everything just to be there. All right. The more you want, amen, a life of ease, the more you sell your soul, amen, to, to, the, to the highest bidder. When the woman saw that the fruit was, that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eyes, and also, listen to this, and also desirable for gaining wisdom. I'm dealing with something deep within the core of how we decide who to marry in life. How we conclude. How we make that choice. How we arrive. You see, this singular point has knocked off so many other things that we talk about, talk around issues, but we have not dealt with the issue. Just looking at this law of attraction alone. If you get this right, I can tell you, you are, you are 50%, in fact, 60% ready. And even desirable for gaining wisdom. Then she decided. Did you see that? Let us see, let's see how she came to the conclusion. When the woman saw that the fruit was good, amen, for food. So she wants something that will satisfy her. It's good for food. It's good, amen, to sustain. It's good, amen, to keep you. It's good, hallelujah, to nourish you. It's good for food. You know, this word food here is a metaphor. There are all kinds of things that we are feeding on. That we think will bring us fulfillment and satisfaction. Come on. I like this. The law of attraction. I didn't know I was going to take it this far. But this is amazing. Good for food. As we eat natural food. We, we also, our soul also eats. Soulish food. You know. They are spiritual food. The Bible says that God, amen, fed the children of Israel in their journey from the land of bondage to the land of Canaan with, amen, with a food, with a manna called, amen, excuse me, yes, with a food called manna. The Bible call it angel's food. They said the word manna means what is this? What, what got them even more angrier even with this food is the fact that they, don't, they can't define it. But they can make so many things out of it. But the fact that God did not tell them what manna is or means and where it comes from. Or well, maybe they know that it's angel's food. But the fact that they cannot... They, you see, there's something about man. You want to know the in and outs. But God refused to give them the in and outs. Just said, this is food for you. Eat it. They said, no, we're tired of this food. <laughs> 
That is that thing, amen, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Speaking. They want to be like God. We want to know certain things. We cannot trust God, amen, with what he's given to us. Good for food. Are you seeing? The first thing she saw, the next thing is that this thing is good for food. This is our own decision. This is not what God decides. Remember, there's a, there's a, there's a marriage, there's a marriage, if there's a marriage, there's a decision, there's an agenda, there's a, there's a mandate, there's an assignment, amen. And that marriage must be done within what is called the garden. But then there's another marriage outside of the garden. When man disobeyed God, what happened? They were cast out of the garden. They were cast out of, amen, the garden. They made their own choice, lived their own life the way they wanted. When she saw that the tree, that the fruit of the tree was good for food, one, two, pleasing to the eyes, three, desirable for gaining wisdom, powerful three things she did. Based on those three things, she made a choice. The Bible, Bible says she took some and ate it. She damned the consequence. <laughs> wow. Father, I give you glory. Lord, I give you glory. Thank you, Father, for breaking your word. Thank you for bringing clarity and understanding. Thank you, Father, for the revelation of your word. This is not just something to be to be looked at and breeze through. We need to linger on this truth. We need to allow this truth to walk within the very structures of our existence, our life. These are laws that when we understand them, it can change the course of our life. So I pray, Spirit of God, breathe on this word. Let those that will be coming across this message Understand what you're saying. Let this word break the barriers, the limitation. Let this word, like a knife, cut through. Let it bring clarity to our sense of life, sense of existence. Let this word remove the veil. Give us insight, inroad. Oh, hallelujah. When the woman saw that, amen, I'm talking about friends, the law of attraction. The moment we get to be attracted to certain things, the mind, the brain programs that thing within our memory. It becomes, amen, the, 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 the default of how we make decisions in life. There are certain things, amen, that you are attracted to. There are certain things that you will never be attracted to. Because those things are not part of, amen, the construct of who you are as a person. So if who you are as a person, amen, is not aligned, is not connected, amen, is not speaking, amen, to how God has designed and defined your life. First of all, you'll be wandering, amen, in the, wilder in the wilderness of nowhere, all right? Because life is designed to be governed by purpose. Amen. To be governed by value. Yes. 
Jesus taught us that. Life is designed to be governed by purpose, to be governed by values, to be governed by objectives. Alright? If you don't have this thing in your life, you, you are not living and you're going nowhere. Life is not just about breathing in and breathing out. It's about amen, moving to us heaven's divine amen, uh, 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 destination. But within this life, amen, there are things that we have to know, we have to know, we have to understand. And those things is what we'll be speaking to how we make decisions in our journey, in our movement, including, amen, those who we connect to and those that we what? We disconnect from. Yes. Yes. I always say that in the things of God, amen, we don't have permanent friends. We have permanent interests. It is the interest of God in our life that defies, that chooses for us, amen, who we journey with. The same thing applies, amen, in marriage. It is the interest of God. It is the vested interest of God in our life, hallelujah, that leads us, that, that guides us, amen, that, that, that motivates us to make choices. Choices, amen, that even impacts who becomes our life partner. As powerful as attraction, we cannot stop in attraction. Like I said in our first session. If the values of God, if the, if the, or rather if the values in you are not the values of God, are not the values, amen, of the kingdom, amen, the choices that you'll be making, of course, will be carnal choices, will be fleshy choices, will be choices, amen, that are temporal, will be choices, amen, that are, you know, you know cosmetics. There will be choices, amen, that, that speaks to how you want to cover, amen, your, 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 your nakedness. Because, amen, if you're not living in the, in, the, in the will of God, in the counsels of God, then you're living outside, amen, of the garden. You're living a life, amen, that is what? That is expressing dryness. So you're forever looking for a fig leaf, amen, to cover yourself. You know, many people, their marriage basically is an expression of fig leaves. So they are forever seeking to please the Joneses. It's not real. It's not authentic. It's amazing. This is a powerful thing that the Spirit of God is leading us to. The Bible says she decided based on a conclusion that the that the that the fruit she was attracted to the fruit amen because she feels that she can gain knowledge from it she feels she can be fulfilled by the fruit amen of the tree she believes that her eyes will be open she believes that amen eating the fruit will give her the ability to gain more wisdom the Bible said then she decided she took and ate of it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her. And he ate it. The entire order, amen, of their coming together at this point got compromised. Are you seeing? That is not even enough. Yes, to be married in the Lord, to be married. But if what is sustaining that marriage, that relationship, remember we said marriage is a ministry. Ministry, amen, is a service unto God. 
Ministry is a service unto God. Ministry, amen, is a service, amen, built on the priesthood that have a standing before God. So if that, amen, is compromised, everything collapses. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he also ate. Now listen to verse 7. Then as they have predicted, then, amen, as they have desired, then as they have wished, the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked. Uh-oh. The outcome, amen, of the opening of their eyes is not what, amen, they expected. They expected to be like God. If you're like God, amen, you shouldn't be worried about nakedness. No, you're already like God. <laughs> Did you see something here? Oh, Father, bless your name. I just give you glory. I'm having a wonderful time all by myself here. Then the then the eyes were the eyes of both of them were open, amen. And then they realize, they realize. They come, it's like they, they, they got this eureka moment. Boom, the, the bomb came on. They, they are, whoa, we, what's going on here? Oh, sorry, you've always been naked. But the, the nakedness has not, amen, stop you or hinder you from expressing a life of glory before the Father. But now, amen. What you have been op what you what you have come to see, what you've been aware of has brought you shame. And that's what happened. When we make decisions, amen, that are not informed, that are not motivated, that are not aligned, amen, to God's counsel, to God's will. You say that how do I know God's will and counsel for my life in making a choice? Oh well, that is the reason why you your spirit needs to be first of all redeemed. When your spirit is redeemed, your values, your preference, amen, your desire, your passion, your longing, amen, begins to change. God begins to take you out of, amen, the value system of this world, amen, and begins to guide and lead you to us, amen, the values of his kingdom. It's from that position, amen, that you begin to live life. Then their eyes were, then the eyes of both of them were open. And then they realized that they were naked. Well, if you realize you are naked, just carry on life where you are ashamed. Because something on the inside of them had been corrupt. Something on the inside of them that was that used to be godly had been compromised. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Bible says they realized that they were naked. So here comes the alternative. Here comes, amen, the idea of human management. Here comes where, amen, the soul kicks in. Because when man fell, man fell into himself. He wanted to become like a God. He became a God. And here is the first thing that man did. After he, when he realized that he had, you know, he had become a god to himself. <laughs> Here's the very first thing that man did. The Bible says he sewed a fig leaf together and made a covering for himself. Let it sink. He sought to cover the awareness of his shame. 
It can go back to God. Now wait a minute. I've missed it. I've messed up. Remember. In fact, let, let's go on. The Bible says. So he sowed. That's the man now. So, so they sowed. Excuse me. So they sowed. Amen. They sowed fig leaves together. And made covering for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God when he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That is the time that they normally would go out and embrace him and rejoice. The moment they hear the sound of God, amen, walking in the garden, what happens? They go all out to have a nice time with him. But this time around, when they heard, amen, when they heard, I'm talking about the law of attraction. I'm talking about friends. Oh, God, help me here. This is heavy. Friends, we've been exposed and we have been attracted to the wrong thing. And all the decisions we make from this atmosphere of wrong values of attraction, amen, has led us to live a life of bondage. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid. They hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. They hid themselves. No longer attracted to God. You see why? Amen. We don't get attracted to godly things. You see why we get attracted to the wrong thing and we pursue the wrong thing and we eat the wrong thing, amen, and we get, you know, constantly being abused because, amen, we are now attracted to the wrong thing. I'm talking about the law of attraction. What a foundation again we've laid in this first two sessions. We no longer enjoy, amen, the things of God. We're looking for a way out, an escape way. We're looking for, you know, relationships of figs. We're not looking for relationships of figs. Relationships of figs. Because we've been compromised. Yes, God coming down. Walking. Remember, Bible said he was walking. He wasn't calling them. He wasn't walking, looking for them. No, he was just walking. His presence, they knew his presence was there, was there. Because that's how he does. Amen. That's how he comes down. It's a regular thing that he does to have fellowship with them. Amen. God comes down to have fellowship with man. Here God, amen, is walking. The Bible says the man and his wife heard the sound. Wherever you hear the sound of God, look for his light. The sound and the light of God earlier reflects the message that he brings. They are the reflection. They are the, they are the expression earlier of, of his life, of his nature. Amen. I call that amen, the spectrums of God. The sound of God reflects his light. His light reflects, reveals his design, his intention. The Bible says, when they heard it. Remember, they've lost their sight. Because now their eyes are open to the things they're not supposed to be seeing. Now their eyes are open, open to, you know, the human realm. 
the, 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 the dimension of the spiritual used to be their default. So that sight has been compromised. They can't choose effectively again. So when they heard the sound of, of, of God, amen, as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, they hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called. I like that. That's mercy. That is mercy. Bible says, but the Lord God, he could have left them. But the Lord God called to the man. Amen. Where are you? But the Lord God called to the man. I told you earlier, God is a God of order. He placed the man in, in charge. So if anything go wrong, amen, he's looking for the man. But the Lord God called to the man. Where are you? He answered, I heard, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid. Because I was naked. How does nakedness relate to fear? <laughs> Only Adam can answer that. How does, amen, fear and nakedness go together? Because he realized that he had violated, amen, the order of God. He had broken, amen, the values, the principles that have been set for him. But not just for him, set to govern the earth. Remember that the Garden of Eden, amen, was the point, was the headquarter of, of governing the earth. He answered, I heard your... I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. So I hide myself. Hide myself behind one of the trees. As if God can see. And he said, who told you? God said, who told you amen, that you were naked? Who told you that? Where did you get such information? Where did you get such perverted, amen, corrupt knowledge from? Well, have you eaten from the tree that I command you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? What is this that you have done, woman? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. <laughs> woman, you didn't tell the true story, the whole story. The serpent only connected to something that was already there. Where the serpent deceived me. And I ate, she said. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly. Amen. You will crawl on your belly. So back in those days, this serpent, amen, was standing on two legs. So it, it definitely tells us that our imagination of a serpent, amen, in the garden is completely different from how we know serpents today. 
Well, that's, that's, that's something else we have to look at in another day. But certainly, the judgment earlier brought the serpent to the point of maybe how we look at the serpent. But I believe beyond just, amen, uh, your, your serpent, you know, crawling in the garden or in the, in the bush, amen, there's something to that nature. I believe there's something to that nature of the beast that is cunning, that is, that is serpental, that we need to look into. And I'll be looking for physical serpent. Are you getting the point that I'm making? There is that serpental spirit, that, you know, if you will, that Jezebelic spirit, that deceptive spirit, that manipulative spirit, all right, that is out there that we need to watch out for because that is the thing, amen, that engaged if. Cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your, your offspring and us. He will crush your head and you will, and you will strike his, his, his heel. To the woman he said, I will make your pain. I will make your pain in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be to your husband. And he will rule over you. To Adam he said, because you listened to your wife and ate the fruit. Because, listen to this. Because you, you listened to your wife and ate the fruit from the tree. About which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Curse is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat. You will eat food from it and all the, all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you. And you will eat amen, the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food. Until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken. For dust you are. And to dust you will return. Adam and his wife. Verse 20. Adam, excuse me. Adam named his wife Eve. Because she will become the mother of all living. Then the Bible says in verse 21. Then the, then the Lord God made a garment of skin. For Adam and his wife. And clothed them. Mercy. And the Lord God said, the man has now become like one of us. This is God speaking to the Trinity. The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. It must, it must not be allowed amen, to, to reach out to, amen, to, re to reach his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him. From the garden of Eden to walk, amen, the ground from which he has been taken. After he drove them out, he placed on the east side of the garden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. If you 
if you look at all of the things that we have been unpacking regarding the concept of the law of attraction, I'm sure you can see how, how heavy, how critical, how important it is for us to adhere to the values, to the principle of redemption such that we are able to develop amen, that spiritual lifestyle, that spiritual posture to know how to make decisions by the quality of choices that we make. I'm going to round up here. I thought I'll be able to do another, add another point, but I think we have just done well regarding this concept of the law of attraction. There's another scripture that I would have loved to read that uh, um, maybe we'll look at that again. But let's, let's round up here. I would have loved to read a Mark chapter, I think Mark chapter t- 4, if I'm not mistaken. So chapter, let's see. Okay, let's let's leave it. We will we'll, we'll carry on uh, uh, maybe later in the day or maybe in the in the evening if I can, or tomorrow we'll continue. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Truth is all we need. A truth that has a place that can sit deep within the structures of our hearts, within the structures of our life. That's what we need, and that's what we seek for, oh God. Thank you once again for unveiling your heart to us. You are the truth. Christ, you are not just some theology, some doctrine, some formula. You are the very expression of truth. And as we open our hearts to you in relationship, we pray that you will continue to unveil to us how to live life such that the decisions we make are informed by you, particularly in the area of ministry, relationship, and marriage. So many lives have been destroyed. Many lives, homes are still being destroyed because of wrong choices, because of blindness, because of agendas that are contrary to your values, to your ways, to your plans and principles. Many have lost their sense of hope and joy because they were not informed. Because There was not understanding. And many today are still going through pain because somebody refuses to change. To change to the values that you have ordained. As the woman took the fruit and ate based on on our own conclusion. She inherited a life of pain. Yes, we know Christ died on the cross and that has been reversed. But there are still people living short, living outside the the, 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 the things that Christ came to redeem us from. There are still people today living outside of the values, the, the principle, Father, that you've given to us to set us free. He says the truth that will set us free. We will remain in bondage except we embrace the truth. So I thank you that as we embrace this truth, as we walk in this truth, our life 
we'll be rightly informed as we make the right choice. You are to walk in us. You've given us this window of opportunity to correct. Thank you, Father, for the ministry of truth changing us. Thank you for the ministry of the teaching priest aligning us to your demand. I bless you, Lord. I give you glory. Thank you, Father, for many lives that you are, you are going to touch again via listening to this principle. May your word continue to change us one by one. May we be a generation of a new priesthood transforming our society to the glory of your name. Amen. Once again, I want to thank everybody this afternoon. Appreciate how the Spirit of God has really moved. I mean, I am so grateful to God for the way He has spoken to us. This is a powerful spiritual truth that can really, truly transform any life that is honest, that is willing, that is ready. So thank you for joining. Thank you for being part. I know this is a time when a lot of people are at work, but we have to do what we need to do. We don't have time to waste. We have to continue. So thank you. God bless you. I will see you again, hopefully later in the day, as the Spirit of the Lord, amen, will lead. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day.